Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be reacting to week seven of fantasy football and giving my week eight waiver wire pickups for you guys. Episode 101 coming out. We're following up episode 100, which was an absolute blast. Chris was on that one. So if you haven't checked that one out, I would really, really, really recommend that you listen to it because it was so much fun and we went through so many memories as well as talking some fantasy so um the timestamps for that one are in the description so if you want to skip over like the fantasy advice from last week unless you want to hear that uh just skip to the what the timestamp says i think it's about 26 and a half minutes in is where you can hear the podcast first segment that we did that was so much fun and thank you all for the support on twitter sent out a big tweet thread about about it at calvin underscore sgf on twitter we really really appreciated all the support as well uh and thank you all for downloading thank you all for getting us to 3500 downloads well with that episode uh not all on the one episode but like in total uh throughout like our podcast history so we appreciate that and yeah just thank you for tuning in if you're tuning in right now so make sure to Follow on Twitter at SGF pod for updates about the podcast. If you haven't already, I'm at Calvin underscore SGF. Chris is at Chris underscore SGF. Uh, let's hop in. We've got reactions. We've got waiver wire to talk about being recorded on Monday as always. And you're getting this right on Tuesday morning back on schedule with the podcast. It's good to be uh, back here. I guess we were on schedule last week too. So uh, I just missed the week before with an illness, but yeah, I'm back ready to go. Let's talk fantasy. Let's start with some reactions. All right, so let's just go position by position uh, here. I've got the leaders pulled up. Number Quarterback number one on the week, Matthew Stafford against Detroit, 334 yards and three touchdowns. He's had a great season, really boosted the Rams' offense, and Cooper Cup just continues to be great. Uh, Joe Burrow threw for 416 yards and three touchdowns against Baltimore. Uh, he had an incredible connection with Jamar Chase, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Burrow, I think that 416 is the most of his career so far. He has really earned himself the right to be a start in most matchups. The Bengals offense has been throwing more, been more high powered. Uh, I mean, obviously you can't necessarily trust Burrow hundred percent of the time, but he is ascending into that starting quarterback tier and out of the streaming territory. Um, to attack of Iloa, the quarterback three on the week. Taking advantage of an easy matchup against Atlanta, the Dolphins took a loss in this one. He had two interceptions before passing touchdowns and 291 yards. Uh, other than that, not too much surprises at the top. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Mac Jones did throw for 307 yards, though. He is developing nicely uh, as a quarterback as the Patriots defeated the Jets. Some busts for this week. Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes maybe was, maybe was the main one. Went out early with an injury. Um, he took a scary hit to the head, 206 yards uh, and a, an interception. I'm actually not sure about the latest. Up- oh, yeah, no. The latest update about Mahomes was that he cleared concussion protocol and is likely to start, like expected to start. So he's actually okay, despite having to leave that game. Uh, that's great to see, of course. Um, but, yeah, he was the main bust on the week at quarterback. Moving on to running back, the RB1 on the week was DeAndre Swift, putting up wide receiver-like numbers with eight receptions for 96 yards and a score, also 48 rushing yards on the ground. Alvin Kamara topped 100 receiving yards, scored a touchdown. He was the RB2. Damian Harris, uh, the RB3 on the week, and I believe these rankings are for full PPR that I'm looking at. We cover half PPR on the show, but um, I'm these the scoring leaders that are posted, uh, the ones that I could find, our full PPR. 
Uh, Damian Harris, again, RB3 on the week, over 100 yards rushing. Uh, Dearness Johnson, he had a big game on Thursday night. Uh, toot my own horn a little bit. He was my big boom pick for the week and went for 146 in the score, being the RB4 on the week in full PPR. Brandon Bolden caught six passes, caught a touchdown. RB5, Khalil Herbert rushing for 100 yards. Despite Damian Williams' return, Khalil Herbert has established a hold on his backfield. I don't think he's going away completely when David Montgomery comes back. I think Montgomery becomes the starter, but I think Khalil Herbert will continue to stay involved. He has proven himself. Undrafted rookie out of Virginia Tech is already establishing himself. RB7, Jonathan Taylor, over 100 yards on the day. Miles Gaskin got in the end zone, had 77 total yards. That was good to see for him. Javante Williams caught six passes. Um, other than that, not too many uh, surprises at the top. Obviously, um, some running back busts. Miles Sanders was doing well, then got injured. That was unfortunate to see. Um, Ronald Jones continues to sit behind Leonard Fournette, although he did actually have 63 yards in this one. Antonio Gibson didn't really do much. Uh, J.D. McKissick kind of outsnapped him. Gibson's been dealing with an injury, and this Washington offense really struggled to get going in this one. Moving on to wide receivers, the wide receiver one on the week, Cooper Cup, 10 for 156 and two through the air. Again, his connection is just insane. One of the big misses of the fantasy community throughout the offseason. We didn't really think about Cooper Cup all that much, which was a big mistake. Matthew Stafford's quarterback upgrade has just been so huge for him, and he is our, like one of the top fantasy receivers in the league. I mean, he's was the wide receiver one this week, and I think the wide receiver one on the year. Yeah, he actually is. I just put that up. Actually, he is far and away the wide receiver one on the year by like 40 fantasy points. It's insane. Um, again, in full PPR. Jamar Chase, the wide receiver two in this one. Eight receptions for, guys, 201 yards in a score. Uh, not to toot my own horn again, but Jamar Chase was my preseason wide receiver 16. I talked about how I thought he had top 12 potential this year, despite his wide receiver 31 fantasy pros consensus ranking. He has been electric. Had the concerns about his hands in preseason were ridiculous. I have said that time and time again. Um, that, that was, I was adamant throughout the preseason and he is the wide receiver three on the year. So boom, shakalaka. I hope you drafted Jamar Chase. I certainly did. I stand by my picks. I drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl. I drafted him in redraft. I traded for him in dynasty, which I paid a lot, but I really, really wanted him on a rebuilding team, which is what I have. Uh, Mike Evans doing what he's known for, getting three touchdowns and becoming the wide receiver three on the week. The uh, Bucks absolutely dominated Chicago, and Mike Evans getting the benefit of touchdowns for this game. He can have those boom games like that. Sometimes th those will happen. You just got to leave him in your lineup. Um, A.J. Brown, he's back to normal. No need to be worried about A.J. Brown. Uh, the buy low window is gone. Eight for 133 in a score against Kansas City. Terry McLaurin, despite fighting off an injury, is just incredible. You, you didn't think Terry McLaurin was going to bounce back from uh, being dominated by Marshawn Lattimore and get seven for 122 in a score against the Packers in a game where the Washington football team only scored 10 points. I mean, he is just an absolute gamer. Chris Godwin, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman all hit, hit 100 yards, all scored a touchdown. Uh, pretty good for them. Um, just scrolling down now to the busts, I mean – we didn't see much of Julio, who I believe Julio Jones left early in the game uh, due to an injury, I believe. Uh, I'll just double check that. I know Brandon, Brandon Cooks, five receptions for 21 yards, didn't do too much. Um, and yeah, I guess I'm trying to pull it up. I mean, did Julio, I guess, no, Julio, I know Julio played on Sunday. I guess he actually, oh, sorry, I was thinking of last week's game, I think. Julio did not leave this game early. Um, apologies for that. Uh, 
yeah, and Brandon Cooks didn't do too well. He really needs Tyrod Taylor back with Davis Mills um, as, as the starter. He's not really able to get very much done. Odell Beckham Jr. was a major bust this week. He was also one of my bust picks. Uh, up Baker Mayfield, not able to do much. Allen Robinson, two receptions for 16 yards. This offense just is so inconsistent, and it has been a problem. Uh, tight end, CJ Uzama, I think getting his second tight end one overall appearance on the season because he got two more touchdowns, incredible. Uh, guys, remember a few weeks ago when people were fading Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts is a bust was a thing. Um, seven receptions for 163 yards. That is all gone. Um, I mean, maybe it wasn't necessarily Kyle Pitts is a bust, just that Kyle Pitts isn't going to perform in his rookie year, blah, blah, blah. Who says? He is insane. Tight end two on the week despite not scoring a touchdown. Ridiculous. Mike Gesicki, seven for 85 and a score. Uh, this was a good week for the Miami offense. Like I said, Foster Moreau. Um, Okay, six receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. Actually stepping up for the uh, Raiders, weirdly enough. And, um, yeah, Darren Waller actually didn't play in this one. He was a game-time decision, but had like a practice. I think it was a practice injury, um, but then he did not play, and Foster Moreau really stepped up. Robert Tunyon getting in the end zone. Zach Ertz getting in the end zone for the Cardinals. Travis Kelsey had a solid game. Um, That's about it for reactions. I mean, trying to look for busts here wasn't – much of that at the tight end position i want to say nothing like really crazy nothing no amazing guys absolutely uh did terrible and yeah that doesn't really look to be the case so yeah that was that's it for reactions just a lot to talk about i'm just testing out new formats for the reactions do it a little differently every week this time i was scrolling through the nfl fantasy leaders and just um you know looking through that and i thought that worked pretty well uh but yeah i'll I'll, you know kind of be testing stuff out like that also um the trade talk segment that I think I was planning on doing in week six, it was, uh, I hadn't actually like announced it or anything, but the, the um, schedule for a trade talk segment, I was going to do it after week three, uh, after week six, or I guess no, after week two, after week five. So previewing week three, week six, and week nine, we didn't have the segment for week six. Uh, so I'll keep you posted because we kind of just, I missed that week and then episode 100. So it kind of threw everything off. But I will uh, at least do one more of those where I give you buy lows and sell highs to look for. And you can always ask questions on Twitter at calendar SquareCF. So I do apologize. That segment being like an irregular segment is very hard for me to remember sometimes. So, um, but yeah, I think we'll have one more of those uh, this season. All right, let's move on to waiver wire. Top five waiver wire guys for this week. It's a pretty thin week. For week eight, but number one, it's going to be Kenneth Gainwell. Miles Sanders suffering an ankle injury, unlikely to play next week. Kenneth Gainwell could step in as the starter against the Detroit Lions, which is an amazing matchup. He's not going to be the leader on the ground, I don't think. I think that job will go to Boston Scott, but Kenneth Gainwell will take the vast majority of the receiving work, which will be very huge, especially for half PPR and PPR leagues. Um, and against the Lions, it's a very juicy matchup. So he is worth a start if you're looking to risk something or if you need RB help. So make sure to go pick him up. He's really the only RB that's good available this week. A couple quarterbacks, Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones. Wentz with over 17 fantasy points in each of his last four weeks. Tasting the Titans, Jets, and Jaguars coming up. That is, I mean, what else could you want from a streaming quarterback? Pick him up. You can keep him for three weeks, and he's going to be great. Uh, Daniel Jones also doing well this season. His rushing ability has helped. He has really taken a passing transformation. 
Um, this was something, I mean, throughout the preseason, I was a Daniel Jones guy for sure. That was a lot of that based on Kenny Galladay coming to town, which hasn't really helped. But I mean, Daniel Jones has really gone through a transformation. And I mean, if you looked at his like advanced stats, such as like completion percentage above expectation on passes of 20 plus air yards last season, next gen stats graded him as the number one overall deep passer. And I mean, he started making better decisions watching the tape as well. So, I mean, this wasn't completely out of the blue. Daniel Jones has established himself. I think he can be the franchise quarterback for the Giants. Uh, he gets, he got, he was overhated last this offseason for sure. Uh, now he gets to face the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been atrocious against fantasy quarterbacks. That's good for him. Russell Gage catching four of six targets for 67 yards and a touchdown against the Dolphins. His upside is going to be capped. This is how it always is for him, but he usually gets a decent target share. So if you need a fill-in at wide receiver, he's a fine one. And then Baker Mayfield uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he isn't going to probably do much this week, might not even play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was just looking for a fifth guy to add. There's really only three or four guys that I kind of like this week. Gage is kind of on the edge there. But Mayfield faces the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in week nine. So keep an eye on him as a streaming target. That could be a shootout game with Joe Burrow. And um, they'll still be missing Kareem Hunt in that one. So that could end up being a Baker Mayfield uh heavy passing game and he's gone over 300 yards twice this year he could end up making some noise that's it for the show for this week i'll be back again on thursday with the week eight preview send questions to twitter at sgf pod at calvin underscore sgf at or second goal fantasy at gmail.com subscribe to second and goal sports talk on youtube that show will be happening tonight uh unless i posted something at sg sports talk on twitter saying otherwise but should be good for that one uh thank you guys for listening Good to be back for episode 101, talking some fantasy, uh, back to, it's, all, it's, a, it's a bit of a jump down, back to kind of just a regular old episode after episode 100, but I mean, still as enjoyable as always to just be here talking fantasy. So thanks guys for listening, and I will see you next time.